0: The recent death of Cardinals great Bob Gibson was one of the saddest moments in a 2020 season plagued by so many difficulties and challenges. For Cardinal fans, it was particularly painful because it came shortly after the death of Lou Brock and in the midst of a loss in the playoffs. One of the most overpowering, intimidating, and controversial pitchers in baseball history, Bob Gibson saw opposing batters as the enemy. He believed that the outside corner of home plate belonged to him and if a batter lunged at a pitch on the outside corner, he would stick the next pitch in the batter's ribs.
1: You keep leaning, you keep leaning, you keep leaning. Pretty soon, you're gonna be able to hit that ball out there where I'm trying to pitch. So when you stand him up a little bit, that means instead of letting him lean like that, you pitch in here and it stands him up. And if he leans too far, it usually hits him. He hits himself.
0: In the 1960s, I hated Bob Gibson because he dominated my Pittsburgh Pirates and seemed to go out of his way to intimidate the great Roberto Clemente. Their confrontations reached a climax in a game played in St. Louis in July 1967 when Clemente hit a line drive that struck Gibson just above his right ankle. He fell to the ground, but after the Cardinals' trainer used a spray to numb the pain, took the mound again rather than leave the game. Struggling with a badly injured leg, Gibson walked Willie Stargell, but retired Bill Mazeroski on a pop-up. On a 3-2 pitch to Don Clendenon, he came down hard on his right leg and snapped the bone that had been cracked by Clementi's line drive. Remarkably, he recovered from the broken leg, came back to pitch in the 1967 season, and became the MVP of the 1967 World Series by winning three games in the Cardinals' victory over the Boston Red Sox. A year later, Gibson dominated the National League with a history-making performance. He won 22 games, pitched 13 shutouts, struck out 268 batters and finished with an astounding 1.12 earn-run average. He won the National League Most Valuable Player Award and the Cy Young Award as baseball's best pitcher and so dominated batters that baseball reduced the height of the pitching mound from 15 to 10 inches to bring Gibson down to earth.
1: 68 just happens to be the year that everything came together. And, and yeah, I was in a zone. I was probably as strong as I'd ever been in my life, and I knew how to pitch by that time.
0: The only flaw in Gibson's remarkable season was a loss to the Detroit Tigers in the final and deciding game of the 1968 World Series. In the fourth game of the World Series, however, he set a World Series record by striking out 17 Tigers in a 10-1 victory.
1: 17
0: strikeouts in one game." The following season, while the Cardinals struggled and finished fourth in the East Division, Gibson won 20 games and led the National League with a remarkable 20 complete games. Shortly after Bob Gibson retired in 1975, Roger Angel, widely regarded as baseball's most eloquent writer, interviewed Gibson for an article that was published in The New Yorker. Angel called his article Distance to draw attention to the 60 feet, 6 inches, physical distance separating Gibson from enemy batters, but also the emotional distance that separated Gibson from the press. Gibson had little tolerance for sports writers who often complained and wished that he was more like his teammate, Lou Brock. Angel wrote that St. Louis sportswriters still recalled the time in the 1967 season when the cast was removed from Gibson's leg. Gibson became so annoyed with reporters' questions that he taped a sheet of paper to his shirt that read, 1. Yes, it's off. 2. No, it doesn't hurt. 3. I don't know how much longer. Legendary St. Louis sports writer Bob Bragg once became so frustrated with Gibson's animosity that he finally told him, You've never said a kind or personal word to me in the years I've known you. Gibson believed that his tension with the press was a reflection of the 1960s civil rights movement. Gibson wrote in his memoir, there was a country full of angry black people, and by extension, and my demeanor on the mound, I was perceived as one of them. He always claimed, however, that the color of someone's skin had no impact on him. He hated every batter and distrusted every reporter. Bob Gibson was fierce on the mound and independent in the clubhouse.
1: One writer asked me a few days ago what did I want to be remembered as, and I thought about it. And I said that I want to be remembered as a person, a competitor that gave 100% every time I went out on the field. Sometimes I wasn't too good, but nobody could accuse me of cheating them out of what they paid to see.
0: That passion and pride often frustrated and disturbed those around him, but it was in the nature of the man who pitched his way out of an Omaha ghetto on his way to greatness in a Cardinals uniform. An election to the Baseball Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.